Brandon Davis, Swan Energy. Imran Khan, Swan Energy. Thank you very much for joining the program here today. Mining Money, the weekly segment. Brandon Davis and Imran Khan of Swan Energy, experts out there. Skin in the game, investments across Shale Play USA, Shale Play USA as well as other industries too, gold, transportation, etc., Today, I wanted to bring you two in to talk a little bit about the value and importance of a landman, landwoman, land person in the oil and gas industry. It's it's the one kind of jack of all trades, at least from my perspective, somebody who can really make deals happen and kind of are the silent, uh, silent deal makers out there. And so I just wanted to set that table in that way and then kind of hand the baton off a little bit to you guys uh, first of all, hello, how are you? Before we get into the meat and potatoes part of it, you guys doing okay today? Doing well. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing good. You know how it is. You get, you get in the thick of things and sometimes you get so focused on work, you forget to take a step back and just see how people are doing in today's day and age. So I thought I'd do that quick and just see how things are going before we get into the kind of the value of a, of, of a land man, a land woman, a land person. Uh, Brandon, how yeah, are you doing over there? Is, oh, go ahead. Uh, the reality is, Jason, nobody gives a damn how we are. <laughs> I, and if they do, I'm concerned. So I appreciate you asking all the formalities. Um, but uh, we're doing well. It just nobody nobody cares. Well, let's get to mine and money then. Let's get to what people care about. <laughs> Making money, getting deals done, and figuring out how the heck to navigate through the times of uncertainty and I was at a dinner party the other day, and people were asking me all kinds of questions because I was in the oil and gas business, according to them. And the oil and gas business is always full of uncertain times, you know. So people are starting to look at the industry folk as uh, people to help navigate through some of these different times. And that got me thinking about landmen. And last week, during our Mining Money segment, you brought up... uh, working with different landmen from time to time, depending on how many different deals you have going and it fluctuates, this and that. And so uh, I, I made a little note of that as well as the engineers, of course, but that's that's a pretty obvious one, the reason for a petroleum engineer and some of the geologists and that sort of thing. But I don't think a lot of people understand the value behind a landman. So uh, talk to me a little bit about that area of how they operate and intertwine and intermingle with your business, if you wouldn't mind. Well, first of all, a land man could be a man or a woman. So there is no land woman. It's a land man, and it can be. I have I have a land man that works for me full time. Who's a she? Who is a woman? She <laughs> um, is is amazing at her job and uh, does does everything probably more perfect than it needs to be, which is kind of how you want it. But um, the truth be told, the the land man and that whole group of individuals drive this business really and i i hate admitting that but it's the truth they're important they're crucial to it and uh, the work that they do and the things that they're able to put together are what create opportunities to drill oil and gas wells of course it all starts with geology and engineering mostly geology in the beginning but once you identify an area and go to work you have to be able to get the leases put together and then once you get leases put together especially these days you have to be able to get pipelines put in and easements and it's just a lot of ongoing work and these guys and gals um do it and do it well and i, I feel bad because that there are probably a lot of them right now that don't have any work to do um and and without jobs and that's uh it's unfortunate but the fortunate thing for them is when things go back the other way there'll be 
more opportunities than there are landmen, and uh, that, that again will change the game. So we'll be moving in the right direction for sure at that point. The one thing that always stood out about the landman to me was they were kind of of the hustler um, b- mindset in terms of, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in just they're, they're always trying to move deals along, trying to get things moving along, looking for things to stay busy. And that's what I wanted to, I was wondering about this time right now, because I know last year a lot of them were starting to kind of either lose work or were starting to look for additional work. And then, of course, with with the COVID shutdown, that just sent another ripple through. So, um, my guess is right now, though, some landmen are probably out there, you know, beating the streets twice as hard, shaking a few sticks, that sort of thing, looking for some deals and uh, trying to get things going. Imran, there's got to be some value of uh, networking and just getting the conversation and that sort of thing going because these landmen, they kind of know a lot of the nooks and crannies of these different uh, counties and cities and communities, don't they? I think that's really the the, the big uh, benefit of landmen. Uh, You know, in general, they've got knowledge of the area that they've been doing all their work in. And and sometimes it's, it's over, you know, several counties. It could be over a state, depending on the size that's out there. Obviously in Texas, uh, Texas is one of those great big states that has such a vast different uh, sets of reservoirs and sets of different counties that you, you might be going through multiple different landmen to be able to find deals. Uh, right now, we've got we've got several that are out there that are looking for deals for us. And, you know, we've, uh, to your point, I, I've been seeing them dropping by the office more often than they did uh, several months ago. So they're, they're definitely coming by and, and they're, you know, bringing up a lot of the, the networks that they've provided with respect to the different deals that are out there, the different uh, potential. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what they do is a lot of, you know, have you ever played Tetris? It's like that, right? Like getting the getting each one of those lines lined up the proper way without a gap. I mean, that's kind of like the, the the way that they're getting the, the, the people from the company, the people who own the land, the, you know, the, the actual reservoir that's that's in place that might be owned by 15 different people. Um, so it's it's a lot of different moving parts, and you know they put all that together in a way that um, you know it kind of is served in a, in a in a platter in a sense. So that's that's kind of what they do in 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 a in a new deals market at least to be able to get uh, get deals put forward and and uh, and 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 actually getting the, the the purchasers to to purchase the the, the leases and and the land. That's interesting. Started to stop by, just started to be, you know, get get the infectious a- a- attitude going to get kind of momentum and and get some investments going, uh, that sort of thing. That's that's interesting because the the hustling thing I was talking about was, you know, where basically they can they a lot of times they have that personality where they can turn a deal uh, out of thin air, you know, make something happen, and it's because. They do. They have their fingers in a lot of different areas. It reminds me a lot of like 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 a realtor or something along those lines, where they do a lot of a lot of little parts to everything, and they know a lot of different people, and that's their job, and it's a really important part. And I started thinking more about how there are different landmen too, aren't there? Because you mentioned you've got one in house, and I know that there are independent contractors out there, and then aren't there even like field? land people too so there's even a little bit of a niche within a niche there it's it's pretty deep <laughs> and 
the whole, depending on who, who you are and where you're working, uh, the courthouses in most counties when things are busy are full of um, landmen or junior landmen um, taking images to do ch chain title to determine who owns minerals so that companies can make offers and buy them. I, well, I've, had a, I've had a lot of bad geologists over the years. Um, I don't know if I know a good one, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> not, not, nothing against geologists. It's a hard thing to do, and they're never right. Hey, don't apologize for your experiences in life. <laughs> they're never right, but they're always wrong, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. So you think about that against them, though. Everybody bets on them because if they're right, it works. And usually if they're wrong, it's sometimes they're wrong in the in the right way. So it goes both ways. Like It's just a, it's a lot. Um you know, it's definitely the opposite of rocket science, which is very particular and specific. Uh, so if you're off by 0.01%, the rocket blows up. You, geologists don't have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> I've known a lot of good engineers. I've known a lot of bad engineers. Um, and it's a pretty broad field and, and a lot of things. But when it comes to landmen, I've never met a bad one. Um, there's obviously people who do things that, that aren't right. But at the end of the day, most landmen know what they're doing, know how to do it, and go get the work done. And the day rate, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I hate paying, but when we need it, it's worth every penny we spend on it. So it's just, um, you know, I think the, the, the people in, the, in that part of our industry know that when things are like they are right now, there's not going to be any work. Um, and if there is, it's, it's sparse. Um, but when things go the other way, um, there literally is more work than there are people to do it. And that's um, when they make all their money. And, and I actually hired a... a a landman that has been laid off for a few months to help us raise money. And uh, he's tremendously successful from the land perspective, but everything that he was doing just went away. So he's trying to find a way to make it, make it work between now and the time he can get back to doing what he knows how to do very, very well. And so um, that's probably, uh, it, but he also mentioned in the interview when we were talking and I'm, and I'm not telling you any more information than this, but he said, that, uh, you know, he knows in the oil business, it's, it's obvious that you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. And when the downturns happen, you've got to save enough money from the up to upside to make it through. And um, that's the crucial part of anybody in any part of any business, really, when you get down to it, is, is having reserves and having the ability to make it through the hard times. And um, that's, a tough, that's a tough position to be in right now in this industry. Anybody that's out there in the land and unemployed, I feel for them because it's it's going to be a little bit before things kick back off, I think. Imran, anything you want to add to that uh, landman conversation? I was just uh, I was thinking of different ways that they um, can really accentuate and accelerate and even, like you mentioned, deep dive in and some of the courthouse things. There's so many different uh, aspects that I just thought I'd give you an opportunity quick, yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned realtor, and I, you know, that kind of, it, it struck me in my mind about, you know, realtor, if you think about just uh, – housing and 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 just commercial or or residential standpoint yeah you, you're right you you have a realtor and um they're finding you the property but from a landman perspective it's like that and the title company and having knowledge of geology and having some understanding of the engineering um and you know from a from an asset standpoint it, it's like if you have a, a you know a house or two that is up for sale and you want to be able to build a complex there right now you got to be able to go talk with all the houses around that area to be able to get their input and see if they'd be willing to sell make some deals wheel and deal get you know get all that stuff together then be able to get the right um 
permits and things like that to be able to knock everything down, to be able to build a build a bigger complex of some type, right? Um, it's like doing all that together is part of what a landman does. So it's it's a lot more than just the the realtor aspect of things is is what I wanted to bring up. So it's and to to Brandon's point, they're definitely essential uh, with respect to getting deals and and finding the right uh, opportunities out there. Now you mentioned that you you hired a landman, but that was for something else as kind of a transitional type work that they're qualified we, we've for. We've got lots of them actually right now. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, is there? I mean, are you guys taking phone calls if they just want to talk a little shop and see what kind of opportunities are out there for themselves, or maybe you know for some of the people in their county that they know, or or that sort of thing? Because you guys are always looking for investors and 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 everything. Is there? I mean, are, are, are they just stopping by? Are you telling them press sand? Or are you having a cup of coffee with them? Or just kind of talk to me about, you know, the ways that maybe maybe you guys could help each other out during these times, I guess, without without hiring them. That's not the anticipation here. But I know sometimes just talking shop helps. So It does. And, yeah, I mean, we, we talk shop when we have time. The problem is we don't have a lot of time. We're pretty busy. Right. Um, especially lately. It's gotten uh, ramped up by a multiple of about four in the last 60 days for us. So, uh, we are busy and, um, you know, we're not doing anything new per se. We're kind of waiting to see the dust settle on, on what happens with the, the oil price in the next six months, uh, gas price and, uh, what opportunities present themselves, but we're really busy on the, on the stuff we already own. What, and, what are you kind of uh, focused on right <laughs> now for, for potential investors out there, people who might want to look for some, either invest with yourself or, you know, other places. What are you guys currently looking at? It's the same thing we talked about last week. We're looking at opportunities and existing wells that we own or we have worked with someone on before um, to go in and get more out of them without having to go spend a bunch of money on acquisitions and um, and new, um, you know, getting familiar with new assets. We're also looking at new assets every time we get a chance to. Um, and trying to determine if there's upside and how much and if it's worth it or not. And that's just a constant, uh, that's a constant grind, I think, for most oil companies. I, I, I know we're always looking because you just never know. And then um, so we um, pile up our opportunities and then start knocking them off here and there. And, um, and we've got a lot. We have a lot going on uh, in every part of our business right now. Yeah, it's definitely challenging to kind of balance all of that out. Uh, you know, to, to Brandon's point, you know, there's so many new deals that are out there, but it's going it, to, from what we're seeing in the next six months, we'll, we'll be, we'll be able to know where things are going to go. Obviously there's elections in between there and uh, there's big pushes from, from different parts on renewables lately. And, you know, a lot of different things that are happening. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a great place to be. I was, I was at a dinner last night and, you know, people that were doing some different uh, types of work. A lot of them were in real estate and they were, you know, questioning me on, well, how are things going in, in oil and gas, seeing all the pricing changes and things. And I told them it's doing going great. There's just so much opportunity right now. And, you know, we've, we've acquired things that are helping us to be able to position ourselves the right way. And that's really the bottom line. I think, you know, you have to be very strategic with your purchases. And once you do that, um, you know, you can be able to put together the right, the right deals and, and uh, the, the right type of uh, wells that, that are going to be producing for us. 
Or maybe not. I don't know. But we're going to do our best to be able to uh, use our geologists and our and our landmen and our uh, petroleum engineers to be able to find the best deals for our for our uh, partners and us. Looking at the clock and uh, getting kind of into a wrapping up situation here, trying to be respectful for your guys' time and knowing how busy things are as people get ready for October, which is notorious for planning. A lot of people plan you know, the late September into October, and then they manage those decisions for the next X amount of months, that sort of thing, you know, and it differs for everybody, but a lot of people just kind of, October's their planning session. What kind of advice you got for people our, out there? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, our business typically, as far as on the fundraising side, we typically double our year in the last uh, four months. And that's for planning, for tax planning, for sure. uh, people doing that kind of thing and cash flow planning. And so, it, you know, it's already picked up and I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be extra busy because it was extra dead from April, you know, March, April, May, June, um, really, really slow July. But August picked it, up and September kicking off really, 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 really good, better than I've seen it in a long time. So um, can, it's can, exciting. Can I ask a question, a naivete, if I yeah. will? Because I'm not familiar, sure. I guess, with the uh, that investment um, time period. I'm more familiar with like the annual October, November type of, you know, sessions where they get together and they meet and they plan and then they do that traditional thing. Uh, is, is like the June, January, August, is that kind of a, the, the traditional time for ramped up for investments and et cetera? No, actually, the, uh, I would say the second quarter is decent yeah, um, yeah. from uh, April, May, and April, say March, April, May. That's it's, the tax, it's kind of yep. a weird. But yeah, January slow. June, July are slow because people are traveling on vacation. And, and then um, August through the end of November is usually pretty busy. And December's pretty slow, just holidays and everything going there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, the, the, the cycles. And it's pretty consistent. I mean, over the, over the last 15 years, it's been pretty consistent on the fundraising side. And it, everyone does things a little different than they used to. So it's it always kind of slowly, just no different than I, I guess when you uh, – you look at everything else in the world morphing in as time goes and um, kind of changing with the times. It's, it's changed a little bit, but but not much. I mean, it's pretty much the same as it was in you know, 15 years ago. Well, I think it's becoming a little bit more clear that there's an investment industry that does very well. And a lot of companies are starting to look at investing. And a lot of people are looking at investing because there's been a shift where in- investors have done very well over the last 30 years compared to the old traditional business model. And and that's just another way that's out there in the marketplace. And that's why I love having you guys on because you're given this opportunity every week to people to say, hey, listen, there's investments going on all the time here and they're happening quick and you got to be quick and you got to be nimble and people do make money. And it's, I mean, look at Jim Cramer. He's our, you know, he's got a whole buzzer system based on people making money. So it's, it is exciting. And Imran, you've talked about going on in the sales floor before and it's infectious. That energy is really exciting. I mean, it's just, it's, so that's why I was asking if you guys had any advice for people as they kind of, you know, get ready because you guys are, you, you bring energy to the investment world and um, that's needed out there. That awareness is needed because it, it's, it's, it's a way to legitimately make money in today's day and age. So sorry to soapbox there a little bit, but um, 
I don't think people understand that. That 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 it's a real way now. It's just like going to a nine to five job for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think that the main thing right now is to look at a lot of opportunities because there's a lot of them out there that are off the market and people, you know, there's a lot of money that have been made in the market in the last six months. We'll see what happens the next six. Um, you never know. But uh, what we're doing is looking at every opportunity that looks looks decent and, and trying to determine if it's worthy or not. And I, I think that most people should, you know, are doing the same thing. That's That's how you evaluate. You can't really get to a point where you have the ability to evaluate an opportunity, opportunity unless you look at enough opportunities to know the difference. When you look at one pro, one opportunity a, a, a month, um, that's 12 a year. That's a, that's better than the guy that looks at two and is trying to determine what he should do and what he shouldn't. So I, I think the volume of opportunities you look at if you're investing, you should look at multiple ones if you have the time and energy, which most people do right now because of the situation we're in. Um, take it, take advantage of it, look at opportunities, and there, what what suits you will be obvious if you look at enough. And it's it's via the process of elimination and what gets your interest peaked and your risk level versus the upside potential. And those things are all very malleable to in, in, in any individual. It's not set in stone and there's no across the board way people like to invest. I and mean, I, I, I wish there was, it would make things easier, but that's not the case. I mean, when you're, when you're putting opportunities together, you got to think of a lot of different angles when you do it. Um, and that's, that's the hard part for us. Um, and then when we're looking at opportunities, it's literally just all we're trying to do is we look at them long enough to poke holes in them. And then if we can get holes poked, we move on. Um, and if we don't, then we start trying to decide if it's something we want to do or not. So, um, takes a lot of time, but it's worth it yeah, from a, from a larger company standpoint too. Um, you know, I think October, November, at the end of the day, it's, it's fourth quarter, right? And that really in general, larger companies are, are trying to deplete the budgets that they had set for the year. Obviously this year is probably a little bit different than, than most just because of how things have gone. Uh, and, and that kind of trickles down to individuals, right? Because, you know, around the end of the year is when you, you have a good idea on what your taxes are going to be, what, you know, what you're going to be paying versus, you know, where you can be able to move things around. Um, I think that that's always a, a good time to be able to reflect. And I think that kind of gives you why first quarter things are slow, right? Because you've kind of taken that money or taken that time that you've, you've spent that last quarter of the year to be able to set things in motion. And then you probably readjust again around that March, April timeframe to be able to take advantage of the new year and the new quarters that are coming up. Closing thoughts, closing uh, anything we need to reiterate, anything we forgot. Of course, I always mention how people can get in touch with you. If there's also any, uh, I don't know, extracurricular deals in the gold mine that you want to mention, that's always fun too. So just uh, kind of final <laughs> thoughts, guys. Uh, I, I don't have any extracurricular conversation except for Emron keeps trying to get me to pull it off the market and, and go back in and work on it for, for ourselves, which is tempting. And it's a matter of my investors. It's their decision. It's not ours. But we've been kind of waiting around for buyers, and, and there's been a lot of interest. It's just it's hard right now to get people the to The price just keeps on going up. It does. I mean, the price just keeps on going up. I mean, it's, it's just amazing to be able to see. I was on a forum earlier in the week uh, talking about commodities in general and People are very bullish around gold. I, I, I'm looking at that saying it's, yeah, I mean, go out there, you probably get a reality show or a Netflix documentary involved <laughs> there at some point. You know, you know, we've been offered that, right? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's been a company that's reached out to us about that. 
several months ago, right? Yeah, a, sh- a show everyone knows about, probably the first one and the longest running one about that kind of thing that's uh, from, about gold mining that's out there, we, we had a, um, a conversation with earlier in the summer. So, yeah, <laughs> it was not what we're looking for. I want to sell it. I don't want it to be a prop. See, here I was thinking we could just get a bunch of, you know, washed up Hollywood celebrities that are women and call it gold digger and they could dig. No, I'm just kidding. That's a- <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I saw that opportunity. I had to take it. Hey, don't, don't edit this out. No, I'm going to tell you, Jason, I know lots of men who are gold diggers, too. So don't bank all the women into that category. And touche on that. Thank you for putting me in my place there. That's right. That is an equal offensive program right here. Equal offensive opportunity. That's right. That's so, all right. Well, how can people get in touch with you guys uh, if they want to know more information or find out the latest investments? If they'd like to get in touch with us, please go to our website, swanenergyinc.com. That's the best way to get in touch with it. There's a contact us page and that'll direct us, uh, direct the, the, the email to the, to the right group to whether it's to us directly or the sales floor or our engineers, we can get in touch with anybody that you'd like to. 